0: Live on Joy, 94.9, Saturday afternoon, from noon, via the live stream at joy.org.au, forward slash live, or tune your wireless in Melbourne to 94.9 FM. One, two, three, four! Pilot, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, know it, read it, change it, point it to the press it, snap
1: it, work it, cook it, raise it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, quickly, right.
2: Welcome to Technogaze here on Joy 94.9 Where we gaze into the world of consumer electronics, gadgets and technology This is Michael and joining me today in the studio is Raina Hi there Raina Howdy How are you going?
0: Really good, thank you
2: And we also have Josh Woo, it's Josh, hello Hello Josh, yay We're markless today
0: We are markless
2: And because we're markless When the cat is away, the mice will play.
0: By which you mean we're going to be doing a lot of talking about 3D printing, Yeah, that's the one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're allowed to do it. Yes, we've got a a fun-packed show. And uh, we're going to talk about Samsung and their foray into glass. Yes. To uh, copy Google. No. uh, No, oh, sorry. Emulate.
0: Improve upon. Improve upon, that's the one. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, uh, We might get around to a story about Microsoft SkyDrive being rebranded. Yes. if we don't chat too much. And, uh, cool also robots. Robots. Cool robots. Yes. Perching
0: bird robots. Perching That's pretty
2: cool. Perching bird robots. Mm-hmm. And uh, Google's come up with an idea how you can get free taxi service going.
1: Mm-hmm. This just sounds weird.
2: Yes. Yet another patent. And a bit later on, we're going to be having a bit of an Apple roundup, looking at security, some new product and potential new features of the next iPhone. And uh, Google has been stung by a patent troll. Right. And we'll uh, have a but, look. Mm?
0: Oh, I was about to say, it's been patenting things in turn. So.
2: Patenting things in turn?
0: Patenting, patenting, applying for patents.
2: That's the one. Yes.
0: Hakuna Matata and all that.
2: <laughs> do, we, do I have to sing?
0: No. <laughs> Good.
2: Um, and uh, in a surprise move, they've sold their uh, Motorola phone division.
0: I was not surprised at one little bit. No, I was. No. Oh, not much. No. But we'll talk about that soon, hey?
2: Yes. There's a uh, bit of a Google Chrome exploit that's still out there in the wild and has been out there for a while. And as we've mentioned, 3D printing. But let's uh, start with the show and look at some of the news of the week. Indeed. And uh, Samsung have come up with a Google Glass competitor that they've uh, tentatively labelled Galaxy Glass.
0: Galaxy Glass. I wonder what it looks like and does.
2: <laughs> well, I think it might be a pair of glasses with a little screen, <laughs> perhaps in the top left-hand corner rather than the top right-hand corner, just so that they, they're they not exactly Regular. the same as Google.
0: I'd, I'd actually like that because my, uh, my dominant eye is my left one, so I can probably actually read it.
1: I'm just imagining there's a team at the both, both these companies that just go, OK. They've done it. How can we copy it without it actually being the patent?
2: Well, I think you can have, probably have five versions of it. You have the top right, top left, bottom left, bottom right, and one in the centre. One
0: mm. in the centre. Well, last year Samsung did actually obtain a patent for um, sports glasses, um, which I guess would contain a few other things as well, but they did actually get that patent last year, so... Okay,
2: so I, they're putting something into play.
0: I guess it's legit, but yeah, it does kind of look like like the Google Glass. It's even got... Uh, well, it's got two lenses, mm. which I think the Google Glass does not. <laughs>
2: oh, as in two, two screens so it's on actually,
0: there. No yeah. No, no, lenses oh. as in it looks like sunglasses. Oh, right. Yes.
1: <laughs> but Google's just released some that do have the dual lenses and prescriptions and stuff. From what I was reading the other day. Yeah. But,
0: I'd like so. that too. Mm.
2: The, um, the rumour is is that Google is going to launch their Glass product by the end of the year and uh, the uh, the Samsung one probably around September, October time frame, so they might cool. be out in the market at the same time.
1: Good to have competitors. It means it'll bring the price down, hopefully. Yes.
2: But if, um, if Samsung's glass product is anything like their watch product, <laughs> yes. there may be a high rate of return. Anyway, we shall see. Mm, keep an eye out. Yes. Now, talking about patents, as we're going to talk about a bit today... Google have just been granted a new patent on a free taxi service.
0: Awesome. But
2: I don't quite understand how this is going to work.
0: <laughs> okay, so according to all the news that's going on, um, it's a free taxi service using, ideally, I think, some of these self-driving cars that they're, uh, they're all excited about, um, paid for with ads. But it's not really like a taxi as in call up and say, oh, I want to go to the pub with six of my mates. Can I have a maxi Google taxi or whatever? Yeah. It's more um, that it will take you to a business that is advertising. So... You know, you jump in... You know, you want to go to... I don't know, Prada or whatever. Yes. Um, up comes your Prada-sponsored Google Taxi that runs ads and takes you straight there.
2: So is this going to be like a reverse auction where you look at the Google Taxi service and you see a list of destinations? So it's like Prada and, I don't know, Red Rooster and something like that and say, oh, yeah, I want to go to Red
0: Rooster. <laughs> Two great brands <laughs> that go great together. So the, the way it's supposed to work, I think, is is that you know if you've got a smartphone app or whatever and you know you see a little ad or something on Google Maps or whatever it is that says, you know, oh, such and such down on Chapel Street about three kilometers away you can yep. press a little button and I'll pull come a taxi to take you straight there
2: and what happens if there's nowhere where you want to go do you just step out
0: well I don't know I mean it sounds like it's the sort of thing that would work really well if for example it's it's late at night it's a Saturday you've got lots of self-driving cabs around and stuff mm. like that you jump in wanting to go to you know uh, the suburbs or whatever after a big night and it shows you a nice ad that says mm, paid and, and sponsored by you know, Jim's Kebab House. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what a trap. <laughs> okay,
2: I can see the uh, the prices of real estate or rental accommodation going up around Jim's Kebab House. You know, because everybody would say, yes, I'll go to Jim's Kebab House because I just live next door and then I can get a free trip home. My
0: goodness. So,
2: that would be... I should go there's into real much, estate. There's, there's
0: a 7-Eleven in my place. I don't think that I could you know go there for a <laughs> cheap coffee in a late night pie or whatever. is it going
1: to take you home or is it just to the places where the ads get well on? is it a ma- return service
2: well maybe well i don't know but maybe it's a case of if you don't want to go to the free sponsored place you can pay money and uh, go, go to leave or to go somewhere else yeah yeah
0: so yeah no that's
2: i guess google thinking outside of the box
0: Well, theoretically the um i mean the, the public transport that we use now Right. The, the ticket price we pay doesn't actually supposedly cover the cost of running a service to get us from A to B, which is why they run ads, and it's partly funded by the government and all that stuff. Yeah. But I personally would not complain if taxi fares got, you know, to a third of the price, for example, mm. if it just meant that I had to listen to some intolerable ads for Jim's kebabs. Like,
2: It would be a bit harder if, they, if you had to sit a bit of an exam before you got out of the taxi, you know. And Tell us what and, you thought. <laughs> yeah. And how many grams of garlic does Jim serve on his kebab? <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove that you were, you know, You're paying, paying attention. attention. Exactly. Didn't you yes. just have your iPod on? or that, That's right. It's uh, 10 past 12 here. And before I forget, if you want to get in touch with us, mm. you can SMS us on 0427 JOY949. You could give us a call on 1300 JOY949 and leave a uh, message with a wonderful motion. Or email us directly on air at joy.org.au. We were talking about drones.
0: Yes. And this is a really cool drone. Um, some MIT researchers have uh, solved the issue of drones being not so good at landing by emulating the behaviour of birds. Hmm. Birds. How does that work? Well, how birds work is that when they want to land on something, they put out their little legs and they grab the branch, right? Right. Right. So um, some researchers, so Bhargav Gajar is a uh, a roboticist who's based out of MIT, and uh, and he's filmed some birds in slow-mo just to capture that, and then he's built a robot that does exactly the same thing.
2: So it actually lands on a on a twig and, and grabs hold of it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Wow. It looks really cool. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously really stable and everything mm. like that as well, and it's the sort of thing where, I mean, I, I, I don't... I don't keep birds or anything, so I don't know too much about them, but I can imagine, you know, if it sort of goes to the grab and doesn't get there straight away, then, you know, it can have another bite of the cherry, as yes. it Yes. I mean, I have seen some drones, and I can tell you how awful they are at landing. They look like big pizzas, just... Yep. And,
2: and I guess you'd need a fairly flat surface for a standard drone to land these
0: days. You'd think so, whereas a bird, you know... So, mm. I mean, everyone's talking about those Amazon drones that will come deliver, you know, goodies that you ordered there. Yes. Right, and if you've got, you know, a front step or something, then this drone's kind of got to plop down on that front step. Yep. But imagine if it could just perch itself on your. Um,
2: what three meters up high where you can't reach it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was thinking i was thinking more on the on the balcony or something oh, like all right i see you know.
2: yes that might be a bit more practical i yeah. can i can imagine coming home one day and there are 300 drones sitting on the power lines waiting for the people to come home to you know to <laughs> deliver the packages
1: it's actually kind of cute can these things ring doorbells is that like <laughs> probably
2: and and do they actually do, they do drop things on you like normal birds do
0: <laughs> <laughs> you mean droppings? <laughs> droppings. <laughs> I'm just imagining
1: all these drones flying around and just you know different companies, are different flight paths, and they all just start crashing into each other out the front of your house. Or...
0: That's right. Yes. Live on a busy
1: oh. drone intersection. You, well, you get all these packages. It,
2: dodge them drones. Isn't
0: that why it's taken <laughs> so long to actually get drones? You know, or, or more commercial and and you know hobbyist sort of drones because they've kind of got to figure out that whole flight path and, and airspace issue. Yeah.
2: Well, that's one avoidance. of the things. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Not to mention privacy.
0: Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
2: Video cameras attached to drones. Mm-hmm. Microsoft indeed have <laughs> renamed
0: SkyDrive. SkyDrive, yeah. So that's that sort of cloud-hosted documenting, uh, documenting document service, and you know you can sort Does of. Does anybody your files use it? On it? Well, I guess some people do.
2: Yeah, I've, n- I've never used it.
0: You've I, never used it? No. I, I tell you what. So I actually installed Windows 8.1 this week, <gasps> and I started that? using it from floppy. From No, not from a floppy. And for those of you who know our Facebook page, you would have seen a picture of some interesting, very interesting pictures of some floppies.
2: What? One On, of one of 3,711?
0: Yes. No, I downloaded it like a normal person. Um, but yeah, but SkyDrive's there and it's like it seems pretty seamless and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, they have to change the name of it now to One Microsoft because uh, B in the UK uh-huh. uh, has said, no thanks, we would like to keep using our name, stop doing it. Right. So I guess that will change its name Mm. very shortly on my computer, but it hasn't yet.
2: Hasn't yet. Mm. So how was your Windows 8.1 upgrade? Oh,
0: uh, you know, it was mostly, okay, so here's here's the thing that happened, right? Um, I, I was installing it and it was taking a long time and I had to, you know, put on my drivers and, you know, programs back and stuff like that. And um, And, you know, I took a little photo of it and I said, oh, you know, Oh, here goes something, you know, hashtag Windows eight. And overnight I got this weird little text from actual Microsoft going, How did it go? And I (laughs) Wow
2: Well, when you when you're one of three people in the world upgrading to Windows (laughs) eight point one I guess you do get personalized attention.
0: Oh my god, there's someone in Australia. Um, and I did ask them if that photo from our Facebook was, was actually legit, but they did not get back to... They did not respond to our inquiries. I even name-dropped gaze, but no, nah, they were just well, not no. interested.
1: We're now running some Windows 8.1 machines here at yep. Joy, and it's working pretty well. We Good. haven't had any problems with them yet, so it's...
0: Yeah, and what sort of... These are just people's desktops, or no, are so they... No, servers. So some servers, oh, right? servers. Yeah, okay. so
1: our new, part of our new infrastructure rollout recently was to upgrade some of the yep. servers, et cetera. And seems to be a lot more stable than its previous version. Okay.
0: That's it's quite really.
1: That's
2: really good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, gone exactly a quarter past 12 here on uh, Technogaze and Joy 94.9, and we'll be back with some 3D printing very soon.
0: Technogaze.
2: Joy 94.9. It's a quarter past 12, and you're listening to Technogaze here on Joy 94.9, where we're talking about all things tech. Mm. Now, we got a message from Alfred, who raised the uh, question about... uh advertising in Google taxis and whether a taxi driver would get out of the car and insist on going to a sponsor's premises. well, we're hoping that with uh, this service we will be a driverless car so you don't have somebody mm. breathing down your neck forcing you to go somewhere.
0: But even if it was, I mean, if you were to get a service for free or if a taxi, I mean, as a taxi, I'm not one, but I, imagining that I'm driving a taxi, right, if I knew that I could get guaranteed um, payment Amen. from Google for taking somebody to, you know, my Bourke Street... Jim's Kebab house in Alphington or whatever, like, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. I don't think there's a real gym <laughs> There is a real Jim in Alphington. Um,
2: I was going to ask you,
0: Like I, I think as a driver, I would actually probably feel a little bit more secure knowing that, you know, a it, that that fare would be backed by a large bajillion dollar company as opposed to some person who may or may not you know Pay try up. to do the dodge
1: has, has a craving for kebabs. Yes. does a runner when you get there
0: that's right
2: yeah. I just wonder what the cash flow situation is going to be like getting money out of Google versus you know the passenger who you don't let out the door instant, unless he pays yes instant yes. cash flow
1: rather than monthly cash,
2: cash flow, flow of, exactly yeah,
0: yeah yes. that's right oh. we'll see so yeah I'm sure there's a bit of a balance but yeah it's a bit of a worry hey
2: yeah indeed 3D printing. Ah, oh, 3 uh, Don't sound so enthusiastic, Rana. It's
1: been a bit of a topic over the last couple of weeks, hasn't
2: it? Oh, it's been a suppressed topic. You know. A suppressed every, topic. every time I try to raise it here, it's like, oh, we can't talk about that. Well,
1: anyway, Rainer, moving on. Um <laughs> next on our, on our, on our list here. Oh, sorry, we want to talk about 3D printing. Yes, we, we
2: are going to talk about 3D printing. And um, there's been, I guess in the last few weeks, some uh, new 3D printers that's been released. And um, one of the problems with 3D printing is that even though it prints plastic and the plastic is quite durable, it's not exactly the toughest material in the world. So there's a, uh, a new 3D printer called the Mark One that uh, prints with carbon fibre as well as your traditional um, ABS plastic.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So carbon fibre, is, as I'm sure most, most of us know, but you never know, listeners, um, it's, it's very, very strong and it's very, very light. That's right. And very, very expensive.
2: Well, that is true. But you could print a whole um, thing with carbon fibre, but the idea is, is that you, you print a layer of plastic and then you pr- print a layer of carbon fibre or you fill the in. The insides with carbon fiber, but so still from the outside it looks like your traditional 3D printed object, but it is much stronger inside. It's
1: kind of cool, yeah, that is super
0: cool.
2: And this printer, as well as doing your standard um, ABS plastic, can print uh, fiberglass, nylon, and PLA plastic. Mm.
0: What's so PLA plastic? I don't know anything about plastic,
2: sorry. <laughs> Neither do I. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a different type of plastic. Right. And, uh, All different
1: strengths from what I can understand. Right, yeah, I, and I, and I
2: And I would guess different properties in terms of um, hardness and bending. Flexibility, and, yeah, and yeah. And stuff like that. I
1: did try last week to build a few other little objects with our cool 3D printer that's oh, sitting yes. here under the desk. And I can su- successfully say that I can build a key that opens my front door. Really? <gasps> wow. Out of plastic. It took me forever to get it right, but after one use, the key was kind of mm, non-usable anymore it, it it didn't kind of hold up to it opened the door
2: yeah
1: but mm. kind of just it wouldn't work again because it it deformed itself a little bit in the lock
2: uh, at least but, it didn't break off in the lock this is kind of a little bit yeah, yeah, was, a worry. i
1: tried it on an older lock to make sure it wasn't going to break anything um but it kind of raises the issue with me is all these things that you can build with 3d printers where yeah. like it, it's an open slather so then if you want to replicate something make something at home you can you can do it Jewellery. Jewellery, rings, Mm. you know, out of plastic, carbon fibre, whatever other material it's got. Mm. You know, I I can tell you right now if there's one big enough that I could afford to start making cars, I'd probably buy one and have it in my garage and go, I think I might drive a Ferrari today. (laughs) I think it might be a rather
2: expensive car.
1: (laughs) But you can customise things, make it yourself. Remember the ad,
0: you wouldn't download a car, you could totally download a car. (laughs) That's exactly right.
1: (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: What's stopping that.
1: Yeah, you got the movie piracy ads, wasn't it? That was, That's you right. You, you wouldn't download a car, you, you wouldn't steal this. Why would you?
0: Well, I would you so download it? a car if I could. Well, what wasn't um, part of the
2: premise of the smart car ages ago is that you could swap body panels out? Yeah, that was Yeah, I think initially and sort of never took off, so they dropped that side of it. But you could... Ha- but just like a
0: body kit, right? Like
2: Yeah, just like a body kit, but, you know, individual panels, like the door panel and the front if panel and the side panels door, come off. Yeah. Just swap it. So you could print your own doors... And things like that with you know your face embossed on it, or something. Surely like that. <laughs> that's, all, that's all people want is their faces on
1: side of cars.
0: Oh, my goodness! So, so that's you, my would,
1: car, it's got my face on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> not allowed to
2: drive it.
0: You might still forget where you parked. It's like, can you remember where I parked? It looks like this. <laughs> Point to your own face. <laughs>
2: yeah, I saw your face drive down the street about five minutes ago. <laughs>
0: So oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: Moving on. Oh, so, <laughs> what else is coming up with three D printers? <laughs> what else is coming up?
0: Um, well, there's
2: okay. The, the next one is about multicolored three D printers, and this brings back to me a question that I asked many, many years ago when a friend of mine. This is back in the days of CRT monitors, before color monitors really were around. Oh, so
0: the good orange and green the good ones. orange and
2: green ones. And I remember you know, a friend was telling me about his new computer and how proud he was, and I said, "Oh, this has it got a color monitor?" And the way he answered it was just like the yes was way, way too quick. So I suspicious. Asked what colour is it? Orange, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little bit like that. Yes, three D printers print in colour. There is a yellow or white or yeah. something like that, but it's only one colour. This new printer um, can print multiple colours, and it's really it's quite smart. It's it follows the same um, colour mixing technology that we have in two D printers, yeah. where you mix your cyan, yellow, and magenta, and you can come up with a whole rainbow of uh, colours.
0: That's fantastic. Yes. Now. At the moment, is that something you can buy, or?
2: Well, not yet. It's going to come out soon, Mm. but it's uh, not really
0: a home sort of job, is it? Well,
2: what don't you have three hundred thirty thousand dollars lying around?
0: If I wanted to buy a home to put it in, I might spend it on that.
1: (laughs) What on the home (laughs) first? Only three D printers big enough to print homes.
0: Oh, no. but that that happens. Well, not happens, but there is a... The, remember, we talked about a concrete printer once last we year. We did talk
2: about a concrete printer, but... It just sprays
0: out a, an apartment block, and then you can just, you know...
2: But there is another out. printer that's mm. been used in Amsterdam to print a house. Yes. And uh, it's not it's not small. I think it's something like 20 foot in size. <laughs> just a little one then? So it's rather rather large.
0: Sure, but, I mean, you can kind of mix and match those little blocks, can't you? So you just print up a whole bunch of little... 20-foot rooms and sort of bolt them together. Well, that's
2: exactly how it does it. It does print these segments. They click together. There are holes in the segments to allow for plumbing and for cabling. And presto, you've got a room that's been printed on site.
0: That's pretty awesome. very cool. It's a bit IKEA, isn't
2: it? It is a bit IKEA, but... And I think it's also monochrome it, as well. Does
1: it print the spanning you need to hook it all together, and allowing keys to, to bolt it all together? Or?
2: No, but the good thing is, if you open the package and it's like, oh, you know, I'm just missing one of the screws, you could print you can one, print another one, That's exactly. Cool. Unless you run out of plastic, in which case you <laughs> are up the creek without a paddle. Re- turn to the store. Yes. <laughs> so if you are in Amsterdam after March this year, you can uh, wander along t- and have a look at it somewhere along one of the canals, which is fairly specific, I guess. Mm. Now we've had a uh, a message from Andrew who would like. A 3D printer that can print Bakelite
0: yeah who needs that plastic <laughs> Bakelite's kind of plastic though
2: it is, is it? it is kind of plastic it is
0: very it? retro isn't
2: it yeah and it doesn't smell good when it gets hot I mm. bet it's like oh. it's
0: really heavy and it looks beautiful Yes. Bakelite
2: ba- yeah. yes it's a thing of the past I have an old Bakelite telephone at home do mm. you yeah which is pretty cool
0: you're not that old are you
2: <laughs> no, Rainer <laughs> Moving on.
0: What else? Oh, um, speaking of, speaking of things uh, that you can yes. print, I, I guess we are still. Yes. But um, inserts for your shoes. Yeah, orthotics. Yes.
2: Have you ever had orthotics made? Yes.
0: No. They're not cheap. No, they're no, not cheap. No, they're when not they're cheap, they're made.
1: and
2: they take mm-hmm. a long time.
1: Currently wearing, uh, I think it's about a seven hundred dollars pair of shoes right now, just so I can have wow. the right orthotics in there.
2: So you bought the shoes to fit the orthotics?
1: No, the shoes are designed with the orthotics oh, in right. them as a, as a custom build from my foot. Cobbler? We'll go with cobbler. I don't know what you call <laughs> this, shoemaker. Stuff, this profession. So yeah, so that was a, you know, they're not cheap and it'd be nice if you could just kind of go, mm, okay, I need to up, I need to change the size of these or I need to make mm. these ones a little bit, millimetre out or something. Yeah. Hit print.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I have had to wear orthotics, but they've been, you know more of a... I mean, they're still pretty expensive, but they're not custom-made expensive. But how right. nice would it be to just be able to run off a new set of orthotics when you need them? Yeah. Or? Well, the
2: whole idea is instead of going to you know, the podiatrist and putting your foot in a mould and then having the mould sent Waiting away... Waiting for weeks exactly for something. Like that, yeah. You use an app on your phone, you make a 3D scan of your foot yep. you send it off and boom in the mail the uh, orthotics arrive back
0: it's mm. pretty cool get a new set every couple of months or something if they're wearing out or, or whatever yeah. well,
2: hopefully quicker not and cheaper so you know this is yet another start so it's it's not quite a real product and, and when they do launch they are going to go through some um, custom fitment so you have to go into the shop to do it um, but yeah, that's something that's going to s- probably happen in the future with three D printing. And the good thing is, is that with three D printing, they can they'll be able to print different materials on the orthotics, so you'll get different um, hardness areas. So some mm. bits will be harder, some bits will be softer, right. and you get that flexibility.
0: It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, we're always harping on about three D printing, yes. and well, I say always, even though we even <laughs> though we say we don't, but we we do keep bringing it up, and it is really great to talk about. Um, but I guess something that is I mean it's not really open to everybody. You can't just sort of rock down to a shop at the moment and just go pick up a 3D printer.
2: Well, or can you? Well, <laughs> dot dot dot. Funny you mentioned
0: that. Ooh.
2: There are more and more places that are doing uh, doing selling 3D printers. Fantastic. So um, in in the uh, states a uh, a chain called Staples has been selling printers for a little while. They're now yeah. s- they're um, doing that in Europe and in fact they're offering an in-house 3D print service in Europe.
1: What What kind of things do you come in to get printed at Staples?
2: Well, I don't know. If you want, you know, 300 copies of the little Joy logo that we printed a couple of weeks ago, yep. you could go into Staples and just, you know, get them to print that.
0: Well, what if you got a USB drive from your uh, from your podiatrist or whatever that said, go down to Staples and print out these orthotics Butics. that I prescribed oh, for you?
1: Yes, pretty cool.
0: You know, and then you can just go and print them up every time exactly. you need new set for another pair of And that of way you
2: it. don't need to invest in a 3D printer if you're just, you know, doing some casual printing.
0: But And importantly, neither does the doctor. And no, you don't even exactly need to be right. there. You know, yes. you could call up the doctor and say, hey, can you prescribe me another pair of orthotics, but I'm in New Zealand and I won't be back for three weeks. Yep. That's easy. Just send it over, print it up and, and they're there. And, yeah. Mm. That's kind of cool.
2: In Australia, Officeworks are selling 3D printers. No. Yeah. Wow. So it's really becoming mainstream. And even Dell are um, selling the MakerBot range of 3D printers from their website. Fantastic. Mm, yeah. So any corner store, you can uh, start getting your 3D printer.
0: So it's getting way more accessible now. Yes. Mm. I like now, that.
2: we've had a question and oh, no name, but the yes, question is: Yes, says Matt. Oh, Matt, Matt from, from Melbourne. Matt. Matt from Melbourne, can I patent the idea of edible three D printing? <gasps> Not anymore, Matt. I well, don't I'm think sorry. Quick, so. someone scrolling. get onto that patent website right now.
1: Um, we've mentioned it on air, So if you want to do it, you better be quick.
0: Run. I think they're open first thing Monday. Can <laughs> there,
2: there is, and if I remember, I'll put it up on our Facebook page. There's a mob in the states that are doing three D printing of icing. Ooh. and they have made these intricate lace-looking bits of hard icing that they print with a 3D printer, and it looks absolutely amazing.
1: Yum. I think we should ask them for some samples. Mm.
0: Now, there's a few other things as well. So there's a, there's a company called 3D Systems um, who have come up with a, uh, an agreement with Hershey, the chocolate company, to look yes. at 3D printing of chocolate as well. Mm. Um, so I imagine they've probably jumped all over the patents for that. And, of course, we talked about pizza once as well. 3D yes, printed, printed pizza.
1: pizza. yes. So I, I want to know, can I get in my Google taxi that's got an ad for Jim's Kebab, go to Jim's Kebab and get a 3D printed kebab? Is this something that we can we can
2: hope for in the why, future? Why wouldn't you just be able to get your 3D printed kebab inside the taxi?
1: Whilst you're going into your Prada store or one of those other lovely...
0: Why you would know, you leave the house at all?
1: <laughs> this is the other point. <laughs> well, you just sitting just, in your taxi.
0: No, 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 just, just sit in your house, yes, your 3D sir. printed plastic box house. And, uh, and order up her 3D printed printer. Print I'm up. hungry.
1: Just order it. Yep, you have like a little cool room fridge in the back with a 3D printer and it just prints lunch and dinner and all that. I, mm. I'm liking this. We, we, we need to go to patent office on Monday morning.
0: Quick. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Yeah,
1: we've <laughs> stolen
2: your idea. It's 28 minutes past 12. Coming up very shortly, we're going to have a little, more, little bit of a look at the NSA and Apple.
0: Technical games. Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. joy.org.au for the world's. That's right, all over the world, but especially here in Melbourne, it is uh, Joy 94.9, and here in Melbourne it is half past 12, and you're listening to Technogaze. Yay. Lovely Michael, lovely Josh, the decidedly average Rainer.
2: That's oh.
1: Don't <laughs> underestimate yourself it's there. The lovely oh. Rainer.
0: Um, moving on to security and uh, privacy and all those other good tinfoil hat things that we do love to cover. Yes. Um, Edward Snowden. I reckon we talk about him every week, pretty much, because something new has come out of his uh, his tranche of documents. He's,
2: what's What's the latest?
0: What's the latest? Well, news just to hand, and this isn't a big secret that he's been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize.
2: Yes. How good is that? That'd be very interesting.
0: Yeah, it would, would it be interesting to see if he actually rocks up to accept his uh, his award. I don't think so. I don't think that he will. No. No, but that is uh, obviously a, a great, you know, um, a great, great recognition of of the service that he's uh, he's done for all of us by. By uh, revealing some of those things, so that's pretty exciting. Um, lots of uh, lots of good things have happened since it, and um, the, uh, the the politicians who nominated him, they're Norwegian. Um, they represent Norway's Socialist Left Party, right? And they have said that uh, they feel that the public debate and the change in policy that has arisen from that has actually been a really good thing for world peace overall. So, mm. well, well done.
2: There certainly has been a lot of public debate over his revelations. Have there been any recent ones?
0: Uh, sort of. So we obviously knew, and we've talked about this on the show before, that uh, bits and pieces of data from your smartphone yep. um, do get picked up by these agencies. So the NSA, GCHQ, which is part of the uh, the UK. Um, there's that whole Five Eyes thing that we've referred to before, which mm. is the uh, the Intelligence Communities of Australia, New Zealand, Canada and the UK and the US, I believe it is. Did I get that right?
2: I think that's about right.
0: I don't know. Every time I hear five eyes, I I always blank (laughs) out on the countries because I think of some monstrous five-eyed...
2: Monster hydra.
0: (laughs) ...bug creature thing. Um, But what what has come out recently is a report that suggests that there are quite a lot of popular apps that, when you use them, um, are actually getting scooped up according to some intelligence documents that have been revealed from the Snowden leak as well. Mm. So... Um, and that was reported in the New York Times this week. Angry Birds. I've played a lot of Angry Birds, you guys.
1: You've been watched.
0: I've, apparently. Um, Google Maps is another one. What are they watching for on Angry Birds? Well, they're collecting um, bits and pieces. So there's... There's... there's stuff like um, you know address books and stuff maybe not from Angry Birds but things like address books buddy lists and whatnot. Okay. whenever you're playing a game or something like that it might you know it might have a little function that says why don't you tell your friends about Angry Birds
1: who you're oh, connecting with Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah so that's the sort of thing that comes up um,
1: can, can they really be bothered with all this like what what gain do they have from actually collecting this kind of data?
2: Well, you'd think that they probably collect it and sit on it for years and years, well, and then it's... one day some background process is going to go through it and, and maybe come up with I don't know what the subver- subversive Angry Bird group.
1: Josh knew Rayner back then, and oh, that's you know now that Rainer's you know an international super spy, the, we, we need to get rid of Josh. Is this what's going to happen? That's right. You can never become famous in the spy industry now. I'm sorry, well, I, mean, I don't can... want. I don't. Oh, you know, we've we're now Facebook friends and.
0: If you keep beating my high score on Angry Birds, that makes you a liability. The driverless Google, be, the unmarked Google Cab uh, will be will be here <laughs>
1: shortly, <laughs> with, with its 3D printed weaponry, <laughs>
2: <laughs> to whisk Josh off somewhere, never to be seen again. I don't think we can
1: be friends anymore. I think I need to leave. I'm
2: just... Now
0: we do we do laugh about Angry Birds and stuff like that, but it does uh, it it is a little bit creepier in that um, Google Maps apparently is one of the implicated applications, and well. in fact one mm. of the quotes from uh, the GCHQ, the uh, the British. Uh, Uh, Government Communications HQ, I think that stands for. They're saying it it effectively means that anyone using Google Maps on a smartphone is working in support of a GCHQ system. So they are digging up things like directions and stuff like that in bulk. So they
1: know every time that I Google Map, the local Pizza Hut shop, because I can never remember what street it's on. Mm.
0: They know, they know. Wow.
2: There is somebody in GCHQ laughing at you saying, Josh has got the world's worst memory. He should know by now where the pizza (laughs) shop is. And Jim's kebabs. And Jim's
0: kebabs. Yes. That's right. Now, there's obviously, I mean, we've talked about this before, so you can gather up scads and scads and scads of data and just sort of take things from the aggregate, which is a bit less creepy than personal things. But also, like we've been talking about, you know, if they stash it away for later and then years later when, you know, surely one of us will become some sort of amazing super spy because, you know,
2: I think earlier on we were talking about Josh becoming Prime Minister and I was going to be benevolent dictator.
0: Yeah, jobs for the boys. Yeah, I know <laughs> that's how it fine. works. But, I mean, that's the sort of thing where they can go back later and go, oh, let's mine all this 25-year-old data for yeah. all of the stuff that we found out about these guys before.
1: Reading earlier that um, Facebook is looking at ways of storing all their old photos and they've got petabytes of photos from, you know, five years ago that they don't know what to do with. Maybe they should just give them to the NSA and go, look, here you go, guys, you might as well just have the information, don't hack it, just here it is, store it for us and we'll come back and get it.
0: Well, they've obviously got loads and loads of, of data storage and plenty of resources to pay for it. I mean, why buy your own hard drive? We need That's I mean,
2: cool. who needs SkyDrive when you've got the NSA. That's
1: it. Store it for me. Can they have some sort of service that we can bring up and go, look, I had this file on my computer. It was about three years ago. It was called this. Can I have it back? Sure, we'll send it through to you. It'll yeah. be it'll be on your desktop within five minutes.
0: Yeah, we just we just backdoored that stuff out of your uh, your Dropbox from five years ago. Yeah. I, want, I wonder if
2: it'd be cheaper for the NSA to offer a storage a cloud storage service rather than having to go to all these companies and collect it. If these, if,
1: okay, so we're going to put it out the NSA. We want you to start offering your own version of OneDrive. Is it now? Um, we'll take a twenty five percent commission on whatever you make on it because it was our idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're recording this conversation now, so they've got it. And this would oh. be a donation to Joy. Yeah, we'll we'll give yeah. It to Joy. Yes. So I think this is good so um, community minded I think it would be fantastic uh, why not if if they 're st- <laughs> if they're, if they're happy to store the data for us mm-hmm. let 's make some money on it, guys use it
2: Maybe. We are full <laughs> of good ideas here on Technogaze at twenty four minutes to one. Now, has Apple been implicated in any of this?
0: Okay, so we've talked about Apple before and how, um, I think it was a few weeks ago, I always forget which episode it was that we always talk about it because we always talk about it. Yeah. Right. But there was at some point where, where someone was saying, you know, oh my goodness, there are all these backdoors in Android, there are backdoors in iOS, blah, 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 blah. So um, Tim Cook, from uh, he's, he's the Apple CEO, has come up and said, well, look, there's, there's no actual back door, but we're not allowed to talk to you about what is going on and he would really like to be able to tell us, which uh, is an interesting statement. Like you, then you're probably rolling your eyes going, oh, yeah, of course you would. But it's, I mean, I think it's a really lovely thing for a company to come out and say, yes, there are things going on and no, we just can't tell you and we're sorry.
2: Yeah. Which um, brings to light the fact that the US doesn't have this concept of a super injunction like they have in the UK. Yeah. Because with a super injunction, he wouldn't even be able to say that, sorry, I can't even tell you.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really... I'm, I don't know anything about that sort of stuff. But, I mean, even, you know, when you sign an agreement with a company that you're doing some contracting for, it's like you cannot mention anything ever about anything. Yes. You know, I can only imagine that the NSA would be at least as paranoid, <laughs> if not more. But he has been able to say this. So he says um, that, you know, it would help put things in, in a bit more perspective for for us, the customers, and obviously the, the shareholders, um, you know, to put things in perspective. But he does say that there's no back door.
2: So I suppose that's a relief. Yeah, but there's obviously some other mechanism that he's not allowed to talk about.
0: Yes, I wonder if it's true. There's Um,
2: There's a great big giant front door. That's right. Instead.
0: That's right. Um... Now, uh, we, we found out, so there, there were um, apparently in late December, there was a meeting with 15 tech industry executives, including Tim Cook and quite mm-hmm. a few others. Um, and the chief of Zynga, who is the company that makes those games like uh, Farmville. and
1: So addictive games.
0: Those super addictive games, that's right. And of course, they collect loads of data about absolutely everybody that uses their phone games and stuff. Um, and in fact, Mark Pincus, who is the, uh, the chief of Zynga asked President Obama to pardon Edward Snowden and maybe do some other things, um, Mm. and stuff as well. And I guess, well, that obviously hasn't happened yet, but, uh, it's, it sounds like that that some of these guys are starting to put the pressure on, Yeah, which is good, I think.
2: No, no. Well, it is good. Actually the concept of pardoning Edward Snowden, pardoning him for what? Has he been charged, convicted of anything?
0: I don't think so, but he's
2: just on a
1: list somewhere. Yes, the well,
2: big no-fly.
0: He list. was he was an NSA contractor. I imagine he's on all kinds of lists now. Mm. But uh, in terms of uh, in terms of you it's, know companies actually instead of sitting down going oh well <clears throat> and stuff, it is actually yeah. nice to see some. You yeah,
1: know. it's one of those things though. Who do you pick your battles with? Like he's picked That's a true. pretty big battle, but good on him for doing it.
2: Yes, yeah. Well, onwards. On that Apple note, mm. there are rumours about the upcoming iPhone, I guess the iPhone 6, and the potential for using sapphire glass on it. Oh, now, I didn't know what sapphire glass was until recently. Apparently, it's some super, super tough glass that's almost unbreakable.
0: That's made out of sapphire. Like yeah, It's an actual sure. long, skinny, flat mm. sapphire, right? It's
1: going to do a matter of business of replacing the glass on the... All these, all these shops that you know, replace nice. iPhone
2: glass every, every five weeks. That, that, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Apparently, sapphire glass has been used on the 5S today to cover the camera lens, or to cover the camera, and also on the touch ID button. Oh, yeah. So, But they're looking at putting it over the whole of the phone, which would make it virtually unbreakable, and there's also some thought about uh, building in some solar panels to it.
1: I want a solar panel phone. That would be amazing. That yes. would be so
2: good. You just leave it out in the sun and it just charge itself.
0: And get very, very hot maybe at the same time. Yeah, maybe. I was just thinking about sitting it on the windowsill at home or something and Actually I wonder if you could up.
2: build in a vitamin D reader so that says, Yes, your phone got this much sunlight, therefore you did, and you got your daily dose of vitamin D.
0: I don't know how it could do that when my phone is so often in my pocket ah. which does not receive any sunlight.
2: But if you had no, if you had solar pants. cells on it and you wanted to charge it on the go, you would pull it out of your pocket so much. we we'll have the
1: armband. The armband will come back. Always, you know. Ah, oh.
2: oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, maybe even the, sort of the headband with the phone sort of perched on your head. I'm
1: just. Yeah. I'm sure it's probably out there. But just the iPhone wristwatch, just your full iPhone on your wrist, just.
0: You know, I'm sure you could do that just with some duct tape, band maybe. For <laughs> <laughs> just duct tape it's, your phone. I'm in.
1: charging it. I've got a nice full clock display. Why not? You
0: know? No, but for real, since since we're full of million dollar ideas yeah. again, <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> we've, we've
0: talked about talked about smart textiles and stuff before, and a lot of them yeah. are honestly. I, I'm, sometimes a bit wanky, like, you know, they they change colours or whatever, and that's kind of cool and all. But what I'd really like is a hoodie that has some sort of solar panel, re, you know, receptive oh, yes. fabric on the back and mm. a little charger in the pocket, so I can just plug my phone into my pocket and have it gather up sunlight from, from the that. outside.
1: I, I, had, I had a solar-powered backpack for quite some time and people used to always go, you know, look at you with your solar-powered
2: backpack. But I'm like, yep,
1: and you're the one that comes to me every five minutes and says, hey, my phone's flat, can I charge it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> can I plug into your grid? <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, there's a pickup line if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, continuing on with Apple news, uh, we've all heard about the fabled Apple television, you know, the TV that's sort of never come about. Mm. But Apple do have the Apple TV product, which is an overgrown hockey puck Excuse device.
0: you, it's quite little and cute,
2: okay, but it's you no know, it is a little cute, mm. but it's almost the size of a hockey puck, just a little bit bigger
0: yeah, and much more square
2: yeah much more square yeah. uh, but there are rumors around to say that it may be upgraded and have um a router, so the apple wireless system apple Air- airport express built into it
0: that's kind of cool,
2: as well as a cable t v tuner. Obviously for the States.
1: I love the idea of a cable TV tuner and hopefully, you know, those lovely cable providers here in Australia can listen to things like this and go, this is a little bit nicer than your box that you charge a fortune for that overheats constantly. Yeah, Mm. or Um, your
0: app that you have to pay extra for and does shonky streaming. But I don't know if I
1: need another wireless device in my house. Like, well, this would replace your Apple Express
2: wireless device. Uh, so, sort of, yeah, in yeah.
0: It's, it's a router. I mean, I guess if you wanted, you could sort of use it as a wireless sort of repeater, but also have, you know, have the wired capability, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's all rumours.
2: Yeah, it's all rumours, but we like rumours here. But the good thing is is that you know, you're meant to get better performance out of your Apple TV because you basically have the wire coming into it and then straight out to the TV. <gasps>
0: Oh, right, for AirPlay. Yeah, for AirPlay. So if you're doing AirPlay through that rather than going through your router and it's talking to the router as well, then, yeah, I suppose it makes a bit more sense, doesn't it?
2: So uh, that may happen, and there's a bit of credence to the rumour because supposedly there's going to be a new app store for Apple TV. Interesting. Mm. Yes. Well, it's 17 minutes to one. This is Technogaze, and uh, we'll be back soon with some Google news. Technogaze. Yes, it's a quarter to one here on Joy 94.9, and we're back with Technogaze, and we have Raina and Josh and Michael in the studio. And we're talking Google. Now, Raina Before we do,
0: we actually got a text, didn't we?
2: We did. From Dave.
0: Technogaze, are Apple or whoever creating a larger iPod? I'm at the stage where I'm deleting music to put more on. Thanks, Dave.
2: And the answer is? So my uh,
1: my understanding is, and I've just double-checked on the Apple website to, to look at this, there's no new iPods coming out soon, but they've got a 160-gig iPod at the moment. Now, quick calculations in my head, that's about 40,000 songs. Wow. Dave, you have 40,000 songs. Wow, congratulations. If you do have a 160-gig iPod, that's pretty damn cool. But um, I guess it's one of those things that, Apple are now moving forward to other sides of where you've got apps like Spotify and Pandora Radio where... That's right. They're pushing you... And Apple is starting to promote these things. They're pushing you away from using iTunes Store to to use to have things on your iPod and, as, and actually telling you, hey, why not try Spotify?
0: Well, iTunes, Radio and iTunes Match are supposed to be able to help you with that as well, aren't they? So they've got their own thing, but they're also the other ones yeah, that well, they as well. Yeah,
1: well, they're cutting back and I got an email the other day saying that Match was getting downgraded and if I wanted to continue it, I needed to pay extra for it and all this kind of stuff. And, right. Um, mm. I don't know. Look, I've just... I've switched over to Spotify probably in the last three months. Um, there's a lot of other applications out there but you can do a bit of research. But... I've saved I think about eighty thousand songs into my Spotify account now in wow. different playlists and things that I like yeah um've never I'll tell had a problem what, with it
0: i I use that too and i've I've actually found that um I don't put as much of my own music on there because I mean, I just put stuff on my phone to listen to, you know, bits and pieces on the go. But, you know, I've still got my favourite music and it's still there at home. I just don't have to carry it around with me all the time. That's it. Now, something that always was really great about the iPod is that you could just rock around and carry all of your music with you all the time and and get it to hand. And maybe, Dave, that's sort of what you're after as well. So, um, but I... I don't know. I guess I, I kind of like... It, it sort of reminds me of, you know, back when you used to make your own mixtapes or CDs and you sort of have to plan yep. out how many CDs you could carry in your handbag to go into your... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's actually kind of cool thinking, hmm, what am I in the mood for?
1: Mixtapes. I think Michael probably tells more about mixtapes
2: mix and things like that. Oh, what, movie. eight-track mixtapes? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you, Josh. Very, very kind. It's let's pick on Michael Day today, isn't it?
0: No, don't. No, You're no, usually no, the sense. first to make <laughs> jokes about <laughs> our relative give, ages. We're, we're just giving it back.
2: Moving on. Indeed. I was surprised but Raina you said you weren't that Google have sold Motorola. That's right. Or that so the Motorola phone division that they bought what, Correct. just a couple of years ago for
0: so $12 billion? $12 billion. They have stripped it for parts, as it were, and they have sold on the rest. Now, remember when they bought Motorola, a lot of people were saying, wow, that is amazing because look at all those patents they've got, et mm. And it was—it seemed pretty transparent to me that that's why they were buying it. And sure enough, they've sold the rest of the bits of Motorola. <laughs> they've retained their advanced R&D division. Right, like okay. They call their moonshot group. And they've kept the moonshot, Moonshot. (laughs) yes. And they've uh, and they've kept all the patents as well. And they're selling the rest to Lenovo for how much? Three billion.
2: So that's how much they're valuing the patents and the moonshot team at. That is a seventy-five
0: percent discount, ish.
2: So that's that's an expensive. cache of patents, isn't it, mm. for $9 billion worth?
1: Lenovo, though, lately are buying up a lot of little things. I've, I've noticed they've just recently taken over an IBM service division.
2: Right, okay. Um,
1: and a lot of other stuff. So uh, maybe Lenovo have some cool things coming up or some extra mm. cash to spend.
2: Well, Lenovo, I guess, have got a very strong tie to IBM because they were the ones who originally bought the IBM PC division. Yeah. And uh, they still have the ThinkPad range. They're mm, obviously not mm. allowed to use the IBM name anymore. And only uh, Lenovo, but yeah, no, they're, uh, they seem to be going st- from strength to strength.
1: Just have to wait and see what they do with the, uh, the Moonshot team. Well,
0: well, it's not them, well, not so them. That's, no. Google's keeping that Oh, one. Google's keeping the
2: Moonshot team. And yeah, moon sending also. them to the moon.
0: Sending S- them to Android, <laughs> more to the point. Ah.
2: We'll, so so see, we'll have to
1: see what they do with the rest of it
2: then. Yeah. Now, I guess on one hand, $9, million, $9 billion for patents seems like a lot of money, but on the other hand, Google have just um, lost... Well, no, they lost this case a little while ago. There was this uh, company called Vringo. Viringo. Vringo, yes. Um, affectionately known as a patent troll. <laughs> and uh, back in 2011, they bought a couple of patents involving the ranking and placement of ads from a, a defunct engine provider. And uh, then a year later, they took Google to court and uh, Google was found guilty of infringing on those patents. And they were ordered to pay a sum of money, which I think was about $30 million, plus royalties. So, you know, Google's response was to change the way they did their um, searching.
1: Yep.
0: Right.
2: To try to avoid this. But uh, a US judge has just said, sorry, guys, you haven't made enough of a change and uh, you still need to pay royalties on this. And uh, th- the judge basically accepted the, uh, the royalty sum that Fringo had asked for. And this means that uh, Google could be out of pocket by up to as much as $1 billion right. In these royalty payments. Pocket
0: change. Well, for Google it is.
2: Well, it is. But, it's you know, compared to the $9 billion they've just paid for a whole, of, a whole lot of other patents, mm. you know, it probably isn't that much money. If two patents can get you up to a $1 billion... Now, I guess luckily for Google, the patents in question expire in 2016. Right. So they only have this liability for a few more years, yep. and that's why this is capped. But otherwise, if it wasn't capped, uh, it would be far, far more than a billion dollars.
0: Mm. Look, you'd be have to you'd have to be pretty crazy to call one million dollar, one billion dollars. Sorry, like not too much to worry about. But the way that a lot of these big companies work, right. Um It seems to me like it's just part of the cost of doing business, really. I mean, I'm sure they'd be quite happy to wear that billion dollars when they know that for the next 20 or 30 whatever years that they're planning Mm. ahead, that they're going to rake in however many bajillion dollars out of...
1: We've noticed with Google they always look probably, you know, five years ahead in the future as well. At least. of what they're planning. Yeah, And, you know, things like Google Glass and stuff were talked about years ago and before they even released them. So they know that they've got all these big ideas. I guess they're just... Keeping the peace, trying to keep the peace with everyone else right now, to make sure that okay, yeah, cool, you want money, all right, we'll try and fight it in court. But you know what, you want it, just have it. We've got more things to worry about than you wanting a billion dollars from us.
2: Yeah, and I guess when you've got deep pockets like that, you can afford to have your legal team out there for a while and yeah, yeah. push it to the point where you think okay, well, there's not much value but in continuing.
1: The other thing is too, like what with all these patterns and things that we're going now is is what hasn't been invented, what hasn't been thought of that someone's you know. We, we can turn around and say, oh, you know, actually, I thought about that five years ago.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, but what did you do about it?
1: Precisely. So, you know, uh, it's all these different things now that are coming on about patents and all this stuff that you're just going to think we're going to see a lot more patent fights coming in and, into the future. And the thing is, it's I don't horrible. know
2: whether any Joe Blow from the street can file a patent because, you know, you need to go through lawyers and there's costs involved You need, you need a good yeah. financial backing behind yeah. you.
0: It's not a very accessible no, thing. I mean, right. theoretically, you can do a patent. And there are, there are lots of lovable, crazy inventors, you know, out and about doing, you know, their sort of um, Young Einstein sort of act, mm. inventing stuff and patenting it, and it never goes anywhere. I mean, we saw that show on the ABC where people would bring those sorts of things in, and a lot of them were useful. Yeah. But most of these people were just doing stuff in their backyards, and they'd yep. be lucky to get, you know, a 5000 or $10,000 investment from someone who says, yeah, I might be able to make some money out of that in, in you know, the back aisle of some hardware shop mm. for the next for years.
2: Yep. But it, it also um, really knocks the head on creativity because if I go out and I think independently I've got this wonderful idea on how lifts should work, for instance, so I can you know, speed them up and everything else and I put the product out to market and then a year later some patent troll hits me and says, oh, hang on a minute, we hold the patent to this, give me some money. Yeah. That really stifles innovation. That's, yeah.
0: that's what, I mean, that's, that's at the heart of the problems with yeah. the patent system is, is that, you know, someone says that they own a thing and that you must pay to do the thing even though really it's...
1: They've done nothing with the idea rather than patent the idea of it.
0: Yeah,
2: that's right. One, they've done nothing with the idea. Two, you've come up with the idea totally independently. Yep. Mm. So it wasn't like it's this thing where you've invested a whole lot of money into research and everything else. It's just been an idea that you've then had the guts to take to market. Yep. And somebody else says, well, I patented it, therefore you give me some money. Mm. Hmm. That's why I'm not inventing anything. (laughs) Now, talking about Google, Mm. there's been a little exploit with Google Chrome. Yes. And it's quite a severe exploit, I think, in terms of privacy.
0: (laughs) A little exploit, (laughs) a severe exploit. It is little and it is actually pretty severe. Um, So a a developer who um, has been working on a JavaScript speech recognition library, so that you can, you know, if you want to add speech recognition to your website, for example, you might want to use this library... Um, he has discovered that there is a little bit of an exploit in Chrome where if you open up a microphone on someone's computer to do a thing, you can leave that microphone open even after they have left your website and oh. listen to some yes. of the
1: conversations you'd hear.
0: That's right. Now, I don't know about you, but some of the conversations I have around my computer, like even here at Joy, you know, yeah, um, or at work and stuff you like that. You don't want anybody listening, do No.
1: That's why people always, I'm always really paranoid and I always mm. disable my webcam And my microphone. I've always had this weird, you know, back-end thing that, what if? What if people are listening? What if? Not that I'm saying anything I really shouldn't be saying, but it's still most of it can be confidential, et cetera. Um, I always make sure that I disable those things unless I'm actually using them.
0: Yep. And there are lots of settings that you can enable and disable and and whatnot. I mean, in in Chrome, which is the browser that's affected, there's actually a setting... Um, that lets you turn off the microphone permanently or have it tell you whenever it gets switched on. Of course, you can't see if it's switched off. And it's not like your webcam where there's a nice little green light that says, ding, I'm on. Hey, I'm well, watching.
2: assuming the uh, the green light is working properly because under software control, you can enable the webcam and disable a, the, the green oh, light. Yeah. That's
0: right, that's right. So...
2: Which really, you know, begs the question, and people have said it for a while about um, the inbuilt webcams, that there should be a little shutter that you can physically move across it. So even if it is enabled Mm. surreptitiously, it will stop it. But the same thing perhaps with the microphone, that you can turn off the inbuilt microphone.
0: That's right. That's right. Now, one of the things that is um, kind of interesting about this is that he has gone to Google. So his name's Tal Artea, I think. Yep. Um, He's gone to Google and he's submitted as a a bug to the Chromium um, Mm. team who work on that thing. They said, oh, yeah yeah, we found the problem. It's been four months, four months. that and they they've still been, haven't fixed it. Yeah, because they're still waiting to see what their standards team thinks should have happened, which I think is a little bit sus, right? Because that's the, that's the whole promise of open source software and, you know, yep. and being a more approachable developer and stuff is that you should be able to submit these things and people go, Oh yeah, okay, we'll fix that. But well, no, that hasn't happened. And that's honestly a real pity.
2: And you'd think from somebody like Google, yes, you might have some thoughts about how do I structure the, the, the answer to this properly, but at least put a temporary fix in
0: guess. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh, well,
2: maybe Google will listen to us. It's four minutes to one here at uh, join 94.9, and we will be back with more in just a minute. Technogues. It's three minutes to one, and we've run out of time, of course. But very quickly, Rainer and Josh, mm. you know, we've got nice, unique Twitter handles. Somebody with the Twitter handle of N.
0: Just the letter N. Just the
2: letter N. So he must have been really, really early. He lost it. He did. How?
0: Uh, social engineering.
2: It was conned out of him.
0: It was conned out of him. That's right. So a, uh, a sneaky, sneaky person thought that it would be a top idea to um, call up GoDaddy and pretend that he was the owner of this. It's Naoki no, no, uh, Hiroshima, I believe his name yeah. was. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Um, but what happened was uh, this guy called up, pretended to be him, stole his domain name, Then got a hold of the actual owner and said, I want you to give up your Twitter name and if you don't do it, I will be, um...
2: Cutting you off your other stuff.
0: Pretty much.
2: Gee, that's not good.
0: No. Super shonky.
2: So be careful with social engineering. Okay, we have definitely run out of time here. Um, If you've missed any part of the show or perhaps you're looking to peruse previous episodes, why don't you go down to our website, joy.org.au slash technogaze and uh, listen to one of the podcasts.
0: That's right.
2: Coming up next is a Joy News Bulletin with Shannon followed by Cravings with Pete Dillon. So... Raina, thank you for joining us today. Thank
0: you. It certainly has been my pleasure.
2: And Josh, thank you as well.
0: Thank you. Can I just quickly
1: point out for one second? Yes. Shannon, our newsreader, is currently dancing to the backing track to this, what we're talking over right now. It looks quite hilarious, and I think while she's doing the news, we just might take some happy snaps and post them on our Technogaze Twitter.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We should get a copy of the Shannon jig on video, I think. (laughs) Everyone have a great weekend. Hoping we'll see you down at Pride tomorrow. Uh, That's down right. in uh, St. Kilda.
0: Pack some sunscreen or maybe take an umbrella because and it is going yeah, loads of water because it is going to be over 40 degrees and very, very sunny and lots and lots of standing around because the march is gonna be huge.
2: It'll be great fun. Have a good See weekend everyone. Bye bye. TechnoGaze on joy ninety four
0: point nine.